Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome back to Out of the Abyss. With you, as per, Lot, Pip, and Jake. Hey. Back for another one. Gentlemen, this time, time to hit a classic. A good, old-fashioned alien abduction with a whole bunch of witnesses. Oh, nice. The, this is... This is always something fun that I like. I like cases with a lot of witnesses, like Mothman. Mothman had that. This has that. Yeah. This is going to wind up being a two-parter, because there's a lot of info out there on this. And I just... <laughs> yeah. I just want to take a second. Shout out Lara for her work as a researcher on this episode. Couldn't have done it without her help. She made me, like, a whole dossier on this with, like, a table of contents, and everything is ordered chronologically, and it's all sourced at the end. It's incredible. Oh, shit, nice. Before we get into that too much, I just wanted to stop, and I want to read an article for everybody. This is fucking amazing. So, anyone who's super into UFOs has probably been hearing about the planned UFO disclosure coming next month in the States. Wait, next month? Yeah, next month. Next oh, month, buddy. I, what I, is this thing? I, I, See you later nothing. So, I get into it a lot more next episode when I was writing it up. But basically, when Trump signed in the coronavirus relief bill, he there there was a clause in there stating that the intelligence agencies had to basically release a declassified version of everything that they have on UFOs and like stuff like that because it might be a national security threat or who knows right huh. and it's not te technically it's not binding it was like a clause that was added but generally this sort of thing is treated as like a demand so I don't know there's been a lot of talk that there's movement within to assemble what info they have and release it but there's always some level of that kind of talk going on in the UFO community yeah, but this seems this say. seems like a big one. Like this is like we're seeing articles on all kinds of news sites. Like New York Times has done articles on it. Washington Post has done articles on it. Yeah, I I feel like I've been hearing about like oh yeah the the big truth on aliens is right on the cusp of being released, and it feels like it's been that way for like as long as I've known about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually the spiel people give, right? Yeah, they're like, oh, we're so close, they're going to tell us everything. This article I pulled from globalnews.ca. A newly leaked video from the U.S. Navy appears to show an unidentified flying object diving into the ocean off the coast of San Diego in 2019 in a clip that officials say is authentic. The government, American government confirmed it was real. The clip was released last week by documentary filmmaker Jeremy Corbel, and has also published, uh, who has also published leaked UFO videos and photos from last month. The Pentagon has confirmed that all of his leaked footage to date is authentic. And we just watched this video here, and yeah, it's like a little tic-tac UFO that just kind of zips around in the sky. It's just flying, and then it slowly lowers and then splashes into the water. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty spooky. They said the footage was recorded off a monitor inside the USS Omaha's Combat Information Center, and a few military members can be heard remarking on the object in the video, which, for me, that really sells it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm just hearing the people like, it splashed, and yeah. And you can hear him commenting on it, and you can see that thing, like, moving around. Uh, Corbell says that the footage was recorded July 15th, 2019, during an extended period in which members of the Navy saw several unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs, the Pentagon's term for UFOs. There were at least 14 solid objects, measuring about 2 meters wide, and they moved at varying speeds between 74 and 254 kilometers per hour. Whoa, that's um, that's a major, that's a major, like window of speed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is. That tracks for UFOs, though. Yeah, he says the object in the video appeared to be capable of traveling in both air and water, and that a submarine search of the area found nothing, no wreckage, nothing. So, how how long ago do you think they did the uh, the internal like marketing rebranding on UFOs? Like we gotta, we're getting too many conspiracy theory guys in here. We gotta stop calling them UFOs. They're UAPs. Yeah, they're UAPs now. Is it the end of Project Blue Book when the government basically was like, we don't even want to talk about UFOs anymore? (laughs) They're just sick of it. (laughs) Yeah, it was neat because this is a. We were discussing in the pre-show, which you can get on our Patreon, by the way. We were discussing in the pre-show that uh, it's a Tic Tac UFO, which is... You see a lot of those, or people see a lot of those, and there's a lot of pictures and and video of them. Yeah, that lines up with, like, one of our first first aliens thing there with... uh, The name escapes me, because I've been probed and scrambled, I'm sure. Oh, my God. The government took your knowledge... Uh, they didn't even give me 5G. Interesting. Interestingly, though, so, I get, oh, it's because, uh, this past week, 60 Minutes did a full episode related to UFOs that spoke to three former U.S. Navy pilots who said that they saw the phenomena firsthand. Ooh, I gotta watch Uh, that episode. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, they saw it, and then it it disappeared. And then they said that a warship detected the object one second later at a distance of about 100 kilometers from the sighting. Like, they were watching this, and this thing disappeared, and then instantly a warship that was 100 clicks away was like, yo, what the hell was that? That's... <laughs> That's spooky. So, the, um... I was, I was really starting to, like, swing back to skeptic, but you got me back. I'm I'm back on on the opposite side of skeptic. Hell yeah, rope really, you in. It's really back and forth here. Some of these stories are like feeling like Some a lot of, them of bogus. Are a lot more believable than others, man. And then there's other yeah. ones. Yeah, they've got a lot of more like credence to them. Yeah. So, to pull this episode back, what exactly are we discussing this week? Aliens. The Travis Walton abduction case famously turned into the 1993 film Fire in the Sky. And if you guys have never seen Fire in the Sky, go watch that shit. It is amazing. Uh, I, I showed Jake some clips. Nice. I, I don't think I've seen that. I got that on my watch list. Oh, yeah. Walton also wrote a book, and he was even on fucking Joe Rogan. He made it. Uh, you want some fun, by the way? Go check out that comment section on YouTube. That's a good place. So, without further ado... I'm sure. Let's dig in, fellas. So here we are, southwest of Snowflake, Arizona, with a group of loggers clearing some deadfall on a government contract. 
It was November 5th, 1975, so it was getting a little bit nippy up there, everyone in their jackets and boots. There were seven loggers working together doing dawn till dusk shifts. Now, at this point in the book, <laughs> Walton really goes on about himself. And just to give you the idea of, of the topics that he covers in a, a mere two or three pages, he discusses uh, the way that he was thought of as a nerd, his friendship with his buddy Mike, his ancestry of fine Mormon stock, his lack of broken bones growing up, his love of the unusual, his desire for knowledge, his partying, his hiking, his love of nature, his rebellious side, his introspections on human nature, his occasional bull riding lesson, his amateur boxing, his what? cars, which were a 1960 Pontiac Venture that had a 289 engine with a factory three two-barrel carburetor setup, a 1957 Chevy Nomad station wagon in nearly perfect original condition, a 1969 Mustang Mach 1 with a 428 Cobra jet engine, and briefly, a 1968 Corvette Stingray with the rare 500-plus horsepower L88 427 engine. I don't even know what half of that means, but God damn it, it's compelling. You said a lot of words really Yeah, it's starting to sound like it's part of an airplane or something. <laughs> For real. That is the UFO, dude. Yeah, he built himself a UFO. <laughs> The that's why they. That's why they showed up like bro, nice car. <laughs> the, the the saucer showed up. Sick and he was wheels, just like, homie. My God, is that a 1969 Mustang Mach One with a 428 Cobra jet engine? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hear that Johnny Cash song, "One Piece at a Time." It's exactly what you just sounded like. Reading all that off, by the way. Excellent. Yeah, my point well, is, man. is, Travis Walton was a real Hemingway. You know what I mean? He did it mm. all. <laughs> Surely. Can I just have a shout out for the name of Snowflake, Arizona? That's a very not Arizona sounding name. I love the irony well, in that. Well it's well it's up in the mountains. So it actually is cold and they get snow. Oh weird. Yeah. I never I didn't think Arizona was capable of cold. Hey, get high up. There was mountains in Arizona too. <laughs> yeah, it was all just desert. I mean most yeah. of it is, but Arizona's right on like the, the Continental Divide, like the Rocky Mountains, where it extends all the way down the continent. Huh. I just assumed it was a giant pit in the desert. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I it's thought just it got was high just sides. all sand and like a city in there. I think a couple. Yeah, Glendale, Arizona. Anyway, Area 51, maybe I don't remember. One. Where. That's in Nevada. Ah, shit. Anyways, one hard day's work later, they were headed home. It was about 6 p.m., and they all loaded into the work truck to head back to civilization. Which, by the way, I'm, I I believe there was like six or seven dudes in this group, and they all got into one work truck, which is like... It's cramped. I, how did you do that? Clown car? Um, a bunch of... I mean, it could have been one of those trucks where it's got like a back seat to it. <laughs> where, you the know, bench you seat lean... in the front, too. Yeah, the the yeah, one the one where you 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 face like the reverse way, and you're in like the box of the truck. Is that what you're talking about? I'm talking about the ones where you gotta like lean the seat forward and it's really cramped. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, still, you'd think that would only seat like, like five a Jeep or something. Max. I don't know. Uh, one family did that when I was a kid, and it was insanely cramped. It, uh, yeah, and you were a kid. You weren't. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, me and my my sister had to share a seatbelt. Nice. Safety. Yeah. So they were loaded up in the work truck, headed back to civilization. And, like, can anywhere in Arizona really be referred to as civilization? 
when no, they saw the something bizarre. Guess what it was? Go on, guess. Wrong. It was a UFO. Yeah, just checking. I want to make sure that you were paying attention. So it's a classic flying saucer, like two pie tins that are stuck together with a little dome on top. It was hovering over a field beside the road, and the truck stopped so that everyone could get a good look. I mean, we don't want to look at that thing. It was like 15, 20 feet in diameter, between 8 and 10 feet thick, clearly metallic, and emitting a soft yellow haze that lit up the area. The bottom oh, was glowing. Funny. Yeah, dude. The bottom was glowing, and it was divided into panel-like sections with darker silvery stripes in between them. Travis, bold logging man that he is, decides, I gotta go check this thing out. So he wanders out, heads towards it, because he wants to get under it. He also realized, as he gets closer, that this thing was making noises. It was a barely audible sound that would oscillate between high-pitched beeps and really low rumbles, like heavy machinery. So he creeps up on this thing, and suddenly it makes a sound like a revved motor, the sound of a bunch of turbines starting up, and the saucer starts fucking wobbling on its Z-axis, which I believe is back and forth. I think so. Sounds right, yeah. So Travis does the caveman thing, and he just like crouches behind a log. And they'll never find me here. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you're in like the area. They just cleared all the deadfalls, so you know, there's not a lot yeah, of hiding yeah. spaces. He's just like, oh, and just jumps behind a log. And his initial plan, like, he wanted to get under it for a better look, but like the wobbling and the noises bugged him the fuck out. That would so, me yeah, out. If, um, yeah. Like, oh, what, is, what the hell is this thing? And it starts to move and make weird noises. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably be anywhere but there. Yeah, exactly. Instinctive, most biological things is to be wigged out. He cowers there for a couple of seconds, and then he's like, all right, you know what, time to leave. So he goes to stand up and, like, do that, that you know, that crouch run. Oh, but yeah. as he does, right. he can't see or hear anything, but it feels like he's hit with high-voltage electricity, and he collapses. And when I say, like, collapses, like, to him, it was just he felt a shock and then nothing. To the loggers, they said that he was hit with a blue-green beam of light right in the face and chest that released a sharp cracking sound, and he was flung ten goddamn feet in an arc to land on his right shoulder on a rocky ridge. Alien tasers. <laughs> you ever been tased by an alien? No. This, this man has. Damn. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough day. That's a that's an even worse day than logging in Arizona. Ha. Do you think you didn't get left a mark? I mean, you I guess you'll I guess you'll just have to find out. I uh, guess I will. So, Travis goes limp and motionless, and the other guys freak the fuck out. They peel out. They leave Travis for dead. They Bastards. sped down the logging road going way faster than was safe, even breaking the right side view mirror on a branch because they were in such a hurry to like get the fuck out of there. They speed out, driving absolutely wildly until they hit a bump in the road that jolted the driver, Mike, to his senses. So he kind of realized like, it wasn't a very good truck. It was an old truck. They were taking it down a brutal road at insane speeds. If it breaks down, they're stuck out there in the wilderness with whatever the fuck just took out their friend. 
So, sure. All right, time to chill the fuck out for a second. They pull over and they argued about what to do. Some people wanted to go back. Some people wanted to flag down some motorists. They saw some people driving past. They were like, yeah, we'll, we'll go get them. Some people just wanted to dip on poor Travis. Just be like, eh, fuck him. Let's go back to town, have a spaghetti dinner, as loggers traditionally do, and then, you know, watch oh. I Love Lucy and go to bed. Oh, how, how are you going to flag down some motorists? Oh, hey, random stranger passing my way. We just saw Alien take out our friend. Uh, you want to come with us? They fucking tased him, dude. The fucking aliens tased him. There's a disc in the sky that tased him with beams of light. You want to come back with us and help us? Six, six no, no. big loggers with mustaches that were like just wild. The truck's all ragged. It's got like a broken front mirror. They're just like getting in front of your car and then brake checking you to get you to stop so they can talk to you. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, There's something out of the purge. Yeah, you hear those stories in America. You know, crazed people in a truck show up. Awful far from a swamp, though. Yeah. So they discuss it, and eventually, cooler heads prevail, and they went to check if their friend was alive or dead or turned into a puddle of that slime that they used in Uh-Oh back in the 90s. Oh my much god, you just gave me flashbacks, dude. The Punisher! Yeah, I was just gonna say that weird um, gimp guy that handles the, the slime lever. Yeah, dude, the, the Punisher. And I believe they had the zipper over his mouth, so every time he makes sounds, he's just like... <laughs> yeah, and he, he just go and he slime You've got to get slimed. It's just some dude who looks like a cross between PB Herman and Ace Ventura in like a crazy suit. Yeah, Man, uh, I was going to say, like, I, I remember wish. the host having the most like insane wardrobe. I need to look up a picture. Hold on, hold on. Hold Tangent on. time, team. Yeah, dude. Pause, we can edit most he of that He had Don Cherry's tailor. Huh. Oh, no, we're leaving it in. Yeah. We're, li- we're discussing, uh-oh, buddy. I'm just oh, my the, God, the Googling. page is so Scott, extensive. Scott Yaffe. Oh my god, he looks like... I found an entire episode on YouTube, Tim. Oh my god. <laughs> he looks like... Look he looks like Kramer meets Twin Peaks. That kind of does. He... He... Fuck. He looks like if Kramer <laughs> and Ninja had a baby. With some Johnny Bravo hair, dude. That's oh, it. I do. You know what? The hair is the least offensive part. It's it's the tie that's far too crooked for its own good. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yeah, the tie. it's the tie that's the ties off to the side. I don't mind that he's wearing like a suit that looks like it's got those oh shoulder pads, like he's a lady in the '80s or a linebacker for the 49ers. I don't mind like the the sequins on his jacket, but yeah, that tie is it's just a normal tie, but it's not tied right. It's, <laughs> it's tied to the side, bro. No one there knew how to tie a tie, and it was before the internet was big, so they were just like, Fuck it. I don't know. You gotta, you guys gotta watch the first 40 seconds of this video. He's so animated. It, I just it, skipped it in there. Through, He's got that. It goes through the theme song. You guys remember the theme song? Oh, my God. Oh, dude. The oh, bad CG God. Punisher? Yeah, it's, it ain't great, but you know what? It's like, what, 92 or something? It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. This guy is, is so animated. Like, just in his movements and voice. 
What? I yeah, dude. That's how you do it. You yeah, dude. I miss that. What? All all TV hosts should be like that. <laughs> oh my god, his face. What is it doing? And welcome to 60 Minutes. We're talking about aliens. Bring in the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell something they they detect is a lie, <laughs> the Punisher comes out and slimes you. Travis Walton good, is just defense, recounting right? his story of alien abduction, and all of a sudden the Punisher comes out with a bucket of slime. I just love watching this fucking show. I'm closing the tab. Oh the my god! After oh, show. Suck me all right, right, all right, all right. Yeah. All right. We ruined the creepy. Atmosphere. So remember, guys, we're out in the woods tonight. <laughs> loggers. Like Arizona, I love Lucy. Spaghetti. Seventy-five. Spaghetti loggers. I love Lucy, which I think was big in the seventies. I don't know. I wasn't born until the nineties. Anyways. I'm sorry. I can't not imagine eventually, one of them as just like the Punisher, like tucked in there into the truck. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was. The, the, the bad CG version, though. You're right. The Punisher, Travis is the Punisher. If you need to imagine someone as the Punisher, imagine Travis as the Travis Punisher. The, the CG Punisher. strong. The CG Punisher just looks like a a strong bad recolor. I, I think it kind of is actually. A little more polygons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they decide to go back and check on Travis, and they start driving. And as they drove. They actually saw the saucer fly up to the tree line and then just zip away in a bright flash of yellow light. So that kind of made them feel a little bit better. So slightly emboldened, they used a flashlight they found in the glove box to look around at the place where Travis had vanished. But they found exactly fucking nothing. No sign of a struggle. No burns. No impressions. No unusual marks. Nothing. Nada. Zilch. So they left. They get back to town and... In an unusual show of, of, of solidarity, they actually skipped the spaghetti dinner so that they could report a missing person to the police. Hey, um, just, I'm, I'm going to lay it out right now. If we are ever, like, out and about, and I, and we are in an alien encounter, and I'm missing, I swear to God, you better look for me at least for an hour. You can't just, like, show up and be like, well, he's not here. You better <laughs> I need search. at least one hour of solid searching. I need at least one hour of search. More. One hour, but I'm I'm logging it in a time book, and I will be requesting fifteen dollars an hour from you if you are found alive. Yep, sounds yeah. good. Only if it's aliens. <laughs> so, they report a missing person, and the initial police response from Sheriff Marlon Gillespie and Deputy Ken Copland was um pragmatic. I mean, this all sounds kind of like a bad prank. It was kind of hard to take seriously. You know, our logger friend who was super into karate and philosophy was either abducted by or disintegrated by a UFO. That doesn't really rate a powerful police presence. But they went out anyways, and they scoped the scene, and no one found anything in the dark. They even went to talk with Travis's mom and brother that night, with Mike relating to them what had happened. And that's got to be an awkward talk, man. But of note... The family didn't actually seem to be too shook by this revelation. You'd think your son has been abducted by aliens would have a little oomph to it, but Travis and his brother had long been UFO nuts who discussed what they'd do if they were abducted. And they'd gotten this proclivity from Travis and Dwayne's father, who'd been really into the night sky and astronomy and the possibility of extraterrestrial life. 
I feel I feel so like the, if someone if if you were to tell people that knew me that I got abducted by aliens, they'd be like, "That tracks." He's having a great time but, of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like he would he would so, be abducted by aliens. <laughs> of everyone I know, Pip's the one. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. No. You're not wrong at all. I don't know. I've got that alien up abductee vibe. I guess. <laughs> You're just a natural born victim. I was just awesome. out under the open sky. I was asking to be abducted. <laughs> so, with no further leads or forthcoming help, the police and the loggers just kind of called it quits for the night. I mean, what the fuck are you going to do with, you know, eight people and a giant Arizona fucking forest? But, when Travis hadn't shown up by the next day, the hunt was on. Scent dogs and helicopters were used along with search and rescue teams. That's One more brand like it. Enterprising. Yeah, dude. One brand of enterprising searchers even brought Geiger counters. Hey. A quick perusal of the place by the Geiger counters didn't pick up anything unusual. So they scanned the team of loggers and they found nothing unusual because, of course, the loggers had all, like, showered and changed. Who was one of the Geiger counters? But a quick scan... But a quick scan of the hard hats that the team had been wearing made the Geiger counter go nuts. Oh. Weirdly... The people with the scanners left on the second day of the search, and just no one knew who the fuck they were. They just showed up with Geiger counters and were like, yeah, we're here to help. Ah. Uh, they were either... Cause for concern a little bit if you're just over there doing your business, and all of a sudden these dudes show up with all this equipment, and you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck happened? Hello? That's a little, that's a little bit <laughs> sus, I think. It's a little sus. A little sus. I mean, they were either secret government agents, aliens in disguise, random UFO notes. What about, what either about way, all of the above? Good folk. All of the they were secret government alien agents in disguise who nuts. love UFOs. Yeah, there's so many layers to it; they'll never figure it out. Exactly. The wolf in sheep's the clothing. The wolf in sheep's and wolf's in sheep's clothing. No. The sheep in wolf's clothing and. Yes. The team of searchers, though, they didn't find anything. No evidence of a crime. No evidence of a UFO. No evidence of anything. By day three, the reporters were starting to get involved. Because you see, this had broken on the AP Newswire. Because it turns out that the whole our logger friend who was super into karate and philosophy was either abducted by or disintegrated by a UFO thing has a lot more pull with journalists trying to sell papers than it does police officers who have to organize a search with goddamn helicopters and shit. Now that's weird, investigative yeah. journalism. So people, people in, like, other countries knew about Travis Walton and his abduction. Day four dawns. No Travis. The townspeople had begun to suspect the remaining logging crew of having killed Travis and stashed his body somewhere. I don't know how they figured that Travis Karate Chop Walton could have been done in by a half dozen run-of-the-mill loggers, but there you have it. I mean, I guess it is pretty suspicious. I mean, but just think, man. You're watching him get ready for work. There's like six loggers and then the Punisher and they all just get into this truck and then they come back without the Punisher. I mean, are you really, do you really think you can take six loggers in a fight? They want, no, no way. The they want, they want you gone. You're gone. 
I can't take six people in a fight, let alone six loggers in a fight. Like, it's right? Big. I don't know it's if big. I could. I don't know if I could take one logger in a fight. Yeah. The logger looms. It begins to strike down the Punisher, and the Punisher turns and just throws slime in his eyes. There you go. Just proceeds to pick him up by the feet and beat the other guys to death with him. The ultimate. <laughs> I, that's how I. That's so graphic. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's that's what you need. That's what everyone needs is self-defense slime. Mugger comes at you, slime him. Like squid yeah. ink. Oh, you want my wallet? Are you sure? Oh, my wallet's full of slime. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> Technically, you do already have self-defense slime. <laughs> just, just give me 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, this guy's insane. Take the wallet. Keep the I wallet, mean, dude. I don't f I gotta get the fuck. This dude just nutted on me. I gotta go. Yeah, I mean, if someone's like, give me your wallet, and you start <laughs> jacking off into your wallet, that mugger is gonna just go. You want the wallet. <laughs> what, you what, what would I do? If the, I don't know what I would do. I've yeah, never thought about this situation you before. Throw in my life. Off the rhythm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> By day five, the town Thank has brought you. in Cy Gilson. I got you. He's back on track. top-rated examiner in Arizona to subject the loggers to a polygraph test. Hey. The test wasn't for their UFO story, but it was about if they had murdered Travis. And they all passed, except for one guy who was inconclusive. But five out of six is a pass where I'm from. Yeah. They all passed the polygraph, which means, beyond any doubt, that they were all innocent. Because that's how polygraphs work. Polygraphs are weird. But, only hours after those polygraph tests were completed, Travis woke up on the side of a highway. He saw a light from above him, which disappeared before he could look up. And confused, he began to run down the highway towards the lights of a nearby town. Upon arrival to this town, Travis Walton called his brother-in-law, who thought it was a prank phone call from some goddamn joker. But when Walton passed out mid-sentence, mid it started kind of lending a little credence to the claims. Like he was like, holy, that, was that Travis? Hmm. So Travis wakes up, and he's greeted by his brother-in-law and his brother Dwayne. And this was their conversation. Just so you're okay. That That's all that counts, Dwayne said. Everyone has been worried sick about you. If it's already after midnight, I must have been unconscious for a couple of hours, I replied shakily, because I only remember about an hour and a half of, uh, inside that thing. Dwayne and Grant looked at me strangely. Travis, feel your face, Dwayne said. Good hell, I just shaved this morning and it feels like a week's growth, I exclaimed, still not comprehending. Travis... Dwayne said gently. Gently as only a logger can be. You've been missing for five days. I gotta, Travis didn't even realize he'd been gone for five days. I feel like it's a very logger thing is measuring time by the growth of your beard. <laughs> oh, what's this, about three centimeters? That's 4.8 days that I've been gone. Oh, yeah. Specific to loggers. Judging by the, the growth of the hair, I'd say it's about 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. I feel like if you have yeah, facial hair, you're able to do that. 
stupid. You'd be like, oh, wait yeah. a minute. Okay. True. I can look at myself in the mirror and be like, I haven't shaved in a week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I do not keep track of that. No. Yeah, facially? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, dang. I guess I kind of need it's to just shave. Most Your facial hair is very light, though. It is kind of light. Jake and I both have, like, the black facial hair. <laughs> You're real wiry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I got so soft facial hair. Soft with peach fuzz. Well, it's more than peach yeah. fuzz, but it's got that peach fuzz quality of like blending in with your skin until it gets really yeah, thick. Yeah, it's it's like regular head hair, but on the chin. So yeah, it is a little weird. Dwayne does theirs. <laughs> Glad that we could get into that little discussion about Pip's body <laughs> and its hair. It's weird albino hair. Yeah. <laughs> So Dwayne does the responsible thing and takes Travis to the hospital in Phoenix. Phoenix, that's the other city in Arizona. Phoenix, that's Phoenix. what it was. It's hot, right? Where Dr. Howard... Yeah. Where Dr. Howard Candell examined him. Walton was displaying behavior that was consistent with someone who's had a traumatic experience. He had patchy memory, a confused manner. Uh, he, he was also having bad dreams with Dreams of pale faces and large eyes that were staring at him. Classic Ooh. alien. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Blood work was run looking for drugs and signs of exposure or trauma or whatever. But they found that he was totally sober, had lost 10 pounds, and just felt ill. Like he was kind of like, nauseous and that kind of thing. So he spent a few days at his brother's house, with Dwayne lying to the media and saying that Travis had gone off to Tucson for a little R&R. &R. Hmm. But, like I said earlier, the story had gone worldwide, and Travis was about to be exposed to a whole world of investigation, nightmares, and hypnotic regression that climaxes in one of the most terrifying alien encounters ever. Oh, it is... It's so bizarre. So, naturally, we'll be covering that all next week. Boo. Huh? Boo. Boo. Yeah, guys, I mean, a bunch of loggers. They're from Mormon stock. They're trustworthy people. These are believable folk. Don't, don't move on. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that to these people? Because yeah. the next part, honestly, is going to be pretty long. So I, f I feel like I really want to dedicate a whole episode All right, to let, it. let me rephrase that. How do you do that to me? I'm offended. So, here <laughs> we go. Moving <laughs> on. Right, <laughs> uh, go, go dunk your head in some Cold. slime. Cold. Yeah, dude. <laughs> need a Punisher find you and slime you. Don't you put that evil on <laughs> yeah, me. Dude, you got it. Don't you. Those are words you can't take back. <laughs> the evil eye, except it's just to, like, ward off the Punisher. <laughs> just dump slime on you. <laughs> what if it turns out that he was just abducted by the Punisher? He is the alien. Punisher is Maybe the alien. Slime, that's why it's sick. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to eat it. Yeah. It's ex externally taken slime. It's topical. Top. Topical slime. External use only. Yeah. Just dump it on top of kids and see what happens. Yeah, this is so neat. I love this. We got all of the people who witnessed. We've got um, 
actual police reports from the missing persons report. We've got it hitting the AP wire with him missing. The, the classic UFO two pie pins stuck two pie tins stuck together. I love it. Yeah. It, it's it's your it's your cut and dry alien abduction, dude. Yeah. Yeah, classic. Iconic. No questions at all what happened this time. I still want to know if that beam left a mark. I mean, I feel like, uh, like that amount of energy from any source would leave some kind of mark, you know? Leave one of those, like, lightning strike marks or something? Yeah, it did not leave a mark. Uh, he also did not have a bruise on his shoulder. He also did not display... There's a thing that shows up in, in your urine when you've been malnourished for a long time, and it's they're, they're ketones, like when you've entered ketosis, yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, and his urine didn't have any ketones. So he lost 10 pounds, but yeah, he'd been fed during five days in the desert. Yeah. Um, Weird. Yo, can we, can we implement if, if anyone gets abducted by aliens, they come back, you pump their stomach. Find out what's in there. Ooh. Good call. Some weird alien um, freak that just makes the... you feel fucking great, dude. Or ill, apparently. I, apparently. I believe they did find a puncture wound. Ah, there's that, always um, a puncture somewhere. But it was it was right into the muscle. It wasn't into a artery or vein like they would usually use for intravenal feeding. Oh shit. So it was like a so, like the smallpox thing. But they take a little like tissue sample. Maybe I don't it could be. It could be a lot of things. Maybe they just hooked him up. Maybe, they just stabbed maybe him, Maybe when dude. they got him under the, they got him under the UFO, <laughs> it was real hot. They had to water cool. <laughs> they just beam up this logger. He's freaking out, and they just give him a little shiv. Calm down, buddy. <laughs> no, you're played small, man. <laughs> it is the only well, language they understand. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a little prison. <laughs> the only earthling we have, the only entertainment we have watched is Oz, and they just like start shiving people they've abducted. Is that not how you greet each other? Oh shit! These people understand only prison rape and shiv stabbing. Why, why are we robots? That we were aliens. What's going on? That's how aliens talk. You like didn't know robots? that? Everyone knows that. Yeah, because they're they're trying. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to do like a like a, an accent like a like a foreigner. That would be that'd be racist. Yeah, well, yeah. What what else are we gonna do for an alien voice? I don't know. Not make it sound robotic. <laughs> How? Demonstrate no. for me right now. I don't. I don't have alien, sound sound like an alien for me right now. That kind of sounds like an alien by default. You just sound bored by yeah. default. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah, like resting board face. I really do, though. Uh, well, that's going to be it from us. We don't have all the answers because... Wait. Wait, no, no. We do have all the answers on this one. Travis Walton was abducted by aliens. And I stand by this. I also stand by Follow it. Follow us on social media. <laughs> all right, all right. See you all next week. <laughs> Follow us on social media, Twitter at OOTA underscore POD. 
Facebook in our Out of the Abyss podcast Facebook page, or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash OOTAP. That's patreon.com slash O-O-T-A-P. So, until next time, take care, and remember, everything has an element of the unknown. Good night.